We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Sunday night. CP from Knicks Fan TV. Hope everybody's doing well and had a great weekend. On tonight's episode, we're going to talk a little more about LaMelo Ball. Does LaMelo's camp really want the Knicks as the uh, speculators say? We're also going to get some updates on the Knicks coaching search. And Patrick Ewing, this past week, we celebrated Pat Week on MSG Networks. We're going to revisit the Ewing trade and talk about the gift and the curse that was Patrick Ewing. So without further ado, let's get into it. Phone lines are also up. Call me up. Let me know what you guys are thinking on all things Knicks. 657-383-1509. Salute to the chat once again. All right, so on the LaMelo topic, earlier this week, again, here we go with the Knicks rumors, it was said that uh, LaMelo Ball's camp, league-wide speculation is that LaMelo Ball's camp is focused on the Knicks as his draft destination. Now, we've heard LaVar Ball go on various platforms already in the past few months and basically, you know, praising the Knicks and, and thinking that the Knicks would be a great fit, not just for LaMelo, but the Triple Bs. Lonzo and yes, Leangelo coming around, coming along for the ride. So it was, so it was, you know, Lavar that really put that out there with the Knicks and, and and the draft energy. But you know, there was speculation now league wide that the focus is the Knicks, and so what came across my board on Friday. Shout out Knicks Fan TV Jared for uh, good sleuthing work. Uh, Jermaine Jackson, LaMelo Ball's manager. Now, no relation to Michael and them. But Jermaine Jackson was alerted of on this situation, on this rumor, uh, on Instagram. And he basically shot it down. That is a lie, says Jermaine Jackson. 
on the ball camp focusing solely on the Knicks. That is a lie. Now, Jermaine Jackson uh, actually played for the Knicks. Jermaine Jackson actually did play for the Knicks once upon a time, and he has since um, been managing LaMelo Ball down in Australia with the Illawarra Hawks. So he says it's a lie. We know LaVar wants the Knicks. What is it? We don't know. We'll see. I still think, obviously, listen, a lot of prospects want to come to New York and, and to build their brand, but at the same time, I don't think it's a Knicks or bust situation for LaVar and Camp. From what I've heard, yes, they do like the Knicks, but I don't think it's a it's a Knicks or bust situation. Now, I got into it back and forth with a couple guys on Twitter saying, well, it's his manager. What is he supposed to say? And my opinion is, on that side of the business, listen, if a prospect wants to go to a team, he can do that without much uh, ramifications on his end. It's the other way around. For, for teams on the other side of the table, yes, teams need to be coy, right? A lot of people thought that the Knicks being enamored with Steph Curry is what uh, led Golden State to picking over them. So a lot of teams, they're going to play coy during the draft process, during the interview process. You're not going to really know what they're thinking in terms of how much they really like a particular prospect. But from a prospect standpoint, if you truly want a particular team, you're going to let that be known. We've seen it through history. Our New Yorkers, Giants fans have seen it. Eli Manning told the Chargers straight up, we're, we're good. We don't want to go there. And he brought us two Super Bowls. Happy for that decision to poison the waters. So we've seen it. We've seen it a lot of times. And in the NBA, I came across this article from uh, Fadeaway World, the nine NBA stars who refused to play for the team that drafted them. There's a couple interesting ones on here. You guys remember Royce White? Royce White got uh, drafted by the Rockets and never ended up playing. Never ended up playing for the Rockets. He had a lot of um, mental issues, and it was said that he wasn't happy with the with the mental health policy. Said there there wasn't really a strong mental health policy in the NBA. Never ended up playing. Never never ended up playing much. And so um, Royce White ended up playing in Canada. Uh, I think he was in the big three as well. So Royce White was one of those players. John Barry. John Barry was drafted by the Celtics. Didn't want to go to the Celtics. Ended up sitting out a year and ultimately gets traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Selected by the Celtics in the 92 draft. How about Brian Shaw? Lakers fans. Brian Shaw was drafted by the Celtics. Didn't want to play. Ends up signing a two-year deal in Italy before he ended up going back to Boston. You had Billy Owens. Billy Owens with the Golden State Warriors is drafted by the Sacramento Kings. Obviously, at the time, Sacramento Kings were not a preferred destination for any NBA player. And Billy Owens ultimately got his wish, gets traded to Golden State, Mitch Richmond. That's how Mitch Richmond of Run TMC ended up in Golden State in a Billy Owens trade. You have Kiki Vandeweghe, former Nick. Kiki Vandeweghe was drafted by the Mavericks in the 1980 draft, 11th overall pick. Kiki Cabal, Kiki in his prime 
was a baller. Uh, when he got here, not so much. You know, another another tale of of uh, former stars coming to the Knicks when they're completely washed. And uh, Kiki would end up getting traded to the Denver Nuggets for Rolando Blackman, former Nick, but he was a Maverick before he got to the Knicks. And Sam Big Smoothie Perkins. Four, number four, one of the most well-known ones, Stevie Franchise. Stevie Franchise gets drafted by the Memphis Grizzlies in the 99 draft and said, hell no, I, don't, I, I want no parts of Canada. Stevie Franchise ends up getting traded to the Rockets in an 11-player deal. Now, Stevie Franchise was another one that uh, burnt his bridges. Ricky Rubio, now they have Ricky Rubio on here basically saying that you know he always wanted to play uh, in California when he got drafted, you know, Ricky was a pro from when he was like 14. Um, but he ended up getting drafted by Minnesota. Remember that that was the Steph Curry draft. They drafted Ricky Rubio, Johnny Flynn, two point guards, neither of which was Steph Curry. (laughs) So (laughs) they ended up, uh, making the wrong decision. This one was interesting. Dominique Wilkins, the human highlight reel was originally drafted by the Utah Jazz, ladies and gentlemen. Dominique was originally drafted by the Utah Jazz, but what happened was, according to Dominique, they wanted him to play the four in Utah. They wanted Dominique to play the four in Utah, and he refused. At that time, there was very little, you know, small ball fours. The fours and during those days, you had to bang. You know, it's the Carl Malones, it's the Oakleys, and, you know, it's the Charles Barkley, so on and so forth. He got a bang. Now, Monique wasn't up for it. Ends up getting traded to the Atlanta Hawks. And has a story career there. But imagine a big three of Stockton, Malone, and Dominique. Utah Jazz history might have looked a lot different. Might have looked a lot different. So, that was certainly interesting. And then number one on their list was one Kobe Bean Bryant in the 96 draft. Kobe was originally selected by the Charlotte Hornets, but let it be known that... uh, that wasn't happening. <laughs> no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Ends up getting traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, the 13th pick in the draft. Ends up getting traded to the Lakers. And uh, that's all she wrote, folks. History, history, history. And it's so funny because, you know, we're always talking about, like, the proper way to rebuild and building through the draft, so on and so forth. You really think about it. This move by Kobe changed the history of the Lakers in that, you know, in that 90s, 2000s stretch. They signed Shaq the year before and draft Kobe. Signed Shaq, draft Kobe. That's it. Every other piece of that championship Lakers dynasty were, were veterans that they either uh, signed or traded for. These weren't homegrown talents. You know, the way the Lakers built their thing. Derek Fisher was also drafted in that draft by the Lakers. You know, Andrew Bynum, years later, for the second uh, um, champions, the second set of championships by Kobe was drafted. But other than that, 
a lot of Lakers pieces of those those championship years were were solid vets. Wasn't necessarily a draft. Obviously, they they ended up technically drafting uh, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. But other than that, this this was Shaq and Kobe, man. So Kobe made his wishes be known, and uh, it was granted. And Lakers history was was cemented. Lakers are that franchise, man. They always have gotten what they've wanted. You ever notice that from the Showtime Lakers, Shaq and Kobe Lakers, to to LeBron? I mean, how many years did they really sweat? How many years did they really sweat? So Kobe was drafted by the Hornets and traded to the Lakers. So, you know. If you want to call it a draft pick by the Lakers, you know, they did raise him up, obviously. But yeah, RIP to Kobe, man. It's a, I see everybody in the chat, RIP to Kobe. So I say that to say, listen, if LaVar and LaMelo and Camp, if they truly want the Knicks, let's see what happens in the lottery, August 25th. Let's see what happens in the lottery, and, and we'll see where the chips fall. But if they truly, if they truly want it, you know, it, it's possible. It's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It just all depends on whether the Knicks end up in the lottery and if there's a reasonable deal that can be made. So what do you guys think? Is Lamella, is it LaMelo a bust for you? Is it LaMelo a bust for you? Let me know what you think. Leave it in the comment section. And uh, yeah, man, RIP to Kobe, man. Terrible, 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 terrible. Uh, still can't believe he's gone. And it just seems like when he, when Cole passed, it just seems like that's when everything just really just, for this year, 2020, it just seemed like things have just been going downhill since Kobe passed, man. And, you know, uh, unbelievable. In other news, the Knicks Kurt coaching search, more updates. So we, we've now hit our second round of coaching interviews. Mike Woodson and Tom Thibodeau, two names that we heard, have had their second interviews already. We don't know if all of the candidates that they've met with will have second interviews, and it's not clear who's moving on to a third interview. But we do know that... Uh, the second interviews are set to conclude in a couple of days, according to Ian Begley. And Woodson has gotten his second, Thibodeau as well. So let's see. Now, Ian Begley feels like a decision could be made as early as this week and as late as the end of the month. As early as this week, as late as the end of this month, a decision could be made on the Knicks head coach and search. Who's your pick? Leave a pick in the chat. Who is the coach? Who do you predict and who do you want? Throw your predictions in there and and throw your wish in there. Jeff Van Gundy wasn't on that list. He was on my wish list, but clearly, you know, we we we, we figured that he was not going to be under consideration and maybe he just wasn't interested. You never know. Maybe they reached out and, and maybe the interest just wasn't there. So... No Van Gundy, but I I think it's it's gonna be Tibbs a lot. You know, Tibbs is still the front runner. I still think it's gonna be Tibbs. You know, a lot of you have had valid questions if it's Tibbs. You know how how much uh, pressure will he be on there to try to turn things around quickly? Will will there be unrealistic expectations on this team? Should Tibbs be the coach? 
I agree with that. But I'm on of the camp that says that this team needs a talent upgrade over anything. Yes, the coach will be good, but this team needs needs a talent upgrade. Um over the course of time and we need to have patience to see that thing grow. Need to have patience to see that thing grow. Here, here was Ian Begley on the Knicks coaching search. Well, the interviews have not concluded. I'm a mailbag question here from at Kick Zayjilla, who asks, when do you see the Knicks announcing their coaching? Have the interviews concluded? No, the interviews have not concluded yet. The Knicks were doing second round interviews this week, and I think those second round interviews could last as late as the end of the week, maybe even early into next week. And I think the Knicks have all along wanted to get their coaching search wrapped up by the end of this month when the NBA restarts the regular season down in Orlando. But I think we might actually get a decision much sooner than that, maybe next week, if not next week, maybe early the following week. Because, you know, if you're wrapping up second round interviews early next week, maybe you make a decision next week, you go and you bring the coach to meet the owner, and then you finalize things. So I think maybe you wrap things up much sooner than uh, July 31st. I think that's where we are right now with this next timetable for the head coaching search all along. We've heard that Tom Thibodeau was the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak, and I haven't heard anything to date that has led me to believe otherwise. So Begley thinks it is going to be tapes. Begley thinks it's going to be tapes. So we'll see, see how it plays out. But uh, but uh, seems like a decision is coming sooner than later. Now it was also interesting that Steve Popper of the New York Newsday reported that it's possible that uh, Tibbs could also be waiting to see what happens with the Orlando with the Houston job before he makes his decision. Now I know the Knicks are not going to wait until after these playoffs and championships is over before making a decision so if that happens you know then what you know then what somebody in the chat said don't sleep on calipari um i don't see it but you know i could be wrong i have we haven't heard anything in terms of of them really being interested in calipari it's just been more speculation than anything else uh how about kenny atkinson nobody said anything about kenny atkinson getting an interview we don't know if if he did Nobody on the beat has confirmed if Kenny Atkinson has gotten an interview. Well, we've heard the other names. We've heard Jason Kidd. We've heard uh, Ime Udoka. We've heard Will Hardy from the Spurs. We've heard Chris Fleming from the Bulls, supposed uh, offensive guru. Obviously, he didn't look so uh, guru-like with the Bulls team this year. But like I said, you know, I, I continue to say coaches aren't miracle workers. You need the talent. To, to go out there and execute and make you look good. So, let's uh, let's see. Speaking of the coaching search, Ron Cleveland in the building wants to talk about it. Ron, how you feeling tonight, man? Man, 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 man. <laughs> Ron, what's man. up, man? Man, hey, much, man. Just, just trying to stay safe. You heard me? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, everything's good on my end. But I, I tell you this, you know, this coaching search stuff, you, you know, the last time I got on, I talked about Becky Hammond. But it don't look like it's going to be Becky. Nah. nah. But uh, I'll I tell you this, if we're if we going to go with Tibbs, 
let's let's just analyze Tibbs and, and from you know all the, the blueprint is on, on Tibbs. We got the evidence, man. And, and for anybody to say he can't develop young players, man, they don't they don't need to even watch. They don't even need to be calling themselves a Knicks fan, man. I'm gonna yeah. be honest, CP. When when he took over that Bulls team, that whole team was young. You know what I mean? Right. He made he made Jimmy Butler. He he had a young Derrick Rose. He had Joe Kim Noah, Lou Dang, Kurt Heinrich. That, the, the names go on and on. That whole team was connected. They were connected like fingers on a glove, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's, yeah, it's true. And, and when when the thing is the thing is when you think about our Knicks problem, man, for the longest, our biggest problem is our team never played defense probably in the last 10, 15 years, man. True story. Let's be real. True he ain't story. been playing no defense. So so Tib would inherit a team that has Mitchell Robinson potential defensive player of the year with the right coaching. Frank Nielakina, defensive player. You know what I mean? Anybody else who – Damian Dotson, I like him. Potential 3 and D player. He, he's solid. He can do He can do what he needs to do. Smart ball player. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at our team, it, it's a young team. And, and if we're going to get anybody if, – if we ain't getting Becky Hammond, man, getting Tibbs, I ain't got a problem with Tibbs. But my, my thing is right now, man, with us, we just gonna really have to be patient because ain't nobody coming in, and I'm and I'm a and I'm gonna put this Jason kid thing to bed, man. I don't want no parts of kid, mm. and I'm gonna tell you why. Because if we're gonna be getting kid about the hopes of getting Giannis, no, no, no. stop. We we need to stop smoking dope. Yeah, because <laughs> Jason kid is not gonna bring Giannis to New York. Giannis already said he wasn't happy with how his brother was done. Blood is thicker than water. That dude is not coming to New York, no. so everybody can just get that out of their head. I don't want no parts of Jason Kidd, because Jason Kidd got a problem in the front office. So Tibbs, Tibbs only adjustment he's going to have to make, really, is with those minutes. Minutes, yep. Of not, you know, running running the players on the ground. Yeah. And, and, how, and how he really deal with the younger players. Agreed. Different from the generation that he's been coaching Agreed. in. But I, if we're going with Tibbs, I know one thing. I know we're going to be respectable. I know we ain't going to be no slouch. We ain't yeah. going to just be lollygagging on defense. Yeah. You ain't playing defense, you ain't going to play for tips. True. And defense wins championships, and that and that's what I got to say about it, CP. Hey, stay safe, man. Yes, sir. And tell, hey, tell Jay Ellis, I'm missing the night, man. Hey, but Nick's family, we on the right track. And we need to draft LaMelo Ball. I don't care if we got to give up a pick to get him. <laughs> we need LaMelo Ball. All right. Appreciate it, Ron. Great call as usual, man. Glad to hear from you. Please be safe out there as well, man. Ron Cleveland in the building, laying the hammer down and letting it be known, man. Letting it be known. No Jason Kidd. I just, I just, you know, I don't know what to what to think about Jason Kidd. Can he be trusted in this role? I'm, I wouldn't go for Jason Kidd for the sake of looking at the freak because I don't think we have a shot at the freak anyway. So uh, that wouldn't be my reasoning for for bringing in Jason Kidd. I w- I do think that he can still be a good head coach, even though defensively with uh, the Bucks they weren't they weren't solid. You know things immediately improved when Budenholzer got there. Defensively they weren't solid on the kid, but they do give Kidd credit for the freak beginning to assume that point forward role. You know they they say Jason Kidd started that. They do give Kidd credit for that. 
And obviously X's and O's standpoint, you know, the, the point guards always fare well as coaches in the NBA. They always do. You know, the point guards always fare well. You have, you know, Doc Rivers. Uh, you look at Scott Brooks, who's had a success. Avery Johnson back in the day had success. You know, it's always the point guards that are getting those opportunities. Jackson Hive, anybody? Mark Jackson, obviously, with Golden State. Did his thing. But it's not getting considered. I, I mean, I told you guys that already, that he wasn't going to, that that wasn't real. I don't. I never thought it was real. Uh, even when they were courting him two years ago, I never thought that was legit. And here we have it. Um, he's not even getting a look, a call. So no Mark Jackson, no Jeff Van Gundy there. All right. So unfortunately, sorry for the Jackson Hive. Doesn't look like uh, Mark's going to get a shot at it. So to everybody in the chat, man, hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. We got 610 people checking in on YouTube on this Sunday night. Steve Kerr, Knicks fan, Steve Kerr as well. 610 people on the YouTube chat. Salute to everybody watching on Facebook once again. CP from Knicks Fan TV here checking in. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. If you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. I definitely want to welcome everybody all over the world, wherever you guys are watching from. Remember that these shows are also available in, uh, in podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, and Google Play. So you can never have an excuse to miss an episode. We are in every format, on every platform. And that's why I say hit that thumbs up button for you boys. A couple Super Chats came in. Let me salute the Super Chats, of course. Definitely want to do that. We have uh, Michael Parker, always first, number one fan of the show. He says, I think LaMelo's camp will only allow him to work out for the Knicks. Salute to CP, salute to the chat one time for the mods. Well, we do know, well, um, Lonzo did that. LaVar had Lonzo only working out for the Lakers. Ends up getting picked by the Lakers. It all depends on where the Knicks end up in the lottery. I mean, if they're sixth, seventh, eighth, you know. You can't do that. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do your workouts, uh, because regardless, one of those teams above are gonna pick him. It's likely Detroit if they're above the Knicks anyway. So it depends. All depends on where the lottery is, and uh, and 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 then we'll see. It's me in the chat. Hit that thumbs up on for you boys. It's me always in here. What's going on? Who else we got? No dice four one four. I see all the day ones in here. Knicks fan says, I turned on notifications and subbed. That's what I'm talking about, my man. Appreciate it. Salute to DJ Kid Chill. Team hashtag new in the chat. Salute to that. Ernesto says he was number 99 on the thumbs up gang. So salute to Ernesto. He's always in here day one. Uh, Who else we got in here? Uh, W2 says he's team hashtag new. Chris Dandridge, welcome to the show. Sean Hayes, welcome to the show. He says he's on the phone. So Sean, we're going to get to you in a second. Israel Casada says he's new as far as watching live. So salute to Israel, um, to um, Ron Cleveland, Robert Paris, everybody in here, all the mods, appreciate it. And go back through some more super chats. Uh, Robert Paris in the super chat, he says, Kira Lewis, Devin Vassell, so many Tibbs type players at 27 and 38. Some value players, defense, defense, defense. You know, I, I that's why I'm, I'm cautious on... The Tibbs, Knacks, the Knicks with Minnesota. Because as you see, even when he left, they were still terrible. And, you know, listen, maybe it was on Towns and Wiggins were part of the problem. Instead of being part of the solution. Like I said, coaches aren't always miracle workers. Has to be on the kids too to execute. 
kids got to be out there buying in and executing. You know, when we had Rasheed Wallace on the show and we asked him about Tibbs, he said, listen, yeah, his, his defensive principles can be complex, but if you buy in, you'll see that it works. But you got to buy in. You got to have the personnel to do so too. Gary Ebron, Team Hashtag News, salute to you. Welcome to the show. Daniel E sends a super chat. He says, always applying pressure. Keep up the good work. That's what we do, Daniel. You know what I mean? That's what we do, man. We keep working. Appreciate the support. Michael Park, another super chat. He says, I know people don't want to hear this, but unless the Knicks get third or fourth pick and more than likely cost us a pick and possibly RJ Barrett, I would make that trade. Let the slander commence. I'm not. I'm, I'm not doing that, Michael, man. I'm not giving up my 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 RJ and a, and uh uh the your first rounder for LaMelo. I'd rather see them together. Yeah, I'd rather see them together. Even though shooting-wise doesn't look that great, I'd rather see the talents together and figure it out. I want RJ here, man. I want RJ here. I feel like RJ is going to be um he's going to be a lifer here. I feel, I really do. I really believe it. I really believe it. I feel like RJ is going to be uh, the franchise. And maybe not the franchise, you know, in terms of the star, but the leader of the team is what I'm saying. I think they're going to give the keys to RJ starting next year. I think they're going to give the keys to RJ starting next year. And I would because I feel like mentally he has it here. He has it here. And and I want to see what he's going to do with a coach like a Tibbs. And see how he takes his game to the next level. RJ's going to put in that work. That's what I know for a fact. He's going to put in that work. So I got faith that his his offensive game is, is going to improve. And and it was just unfortunate that the season was cut short. Um, because I thought, although he took a dip mid-season, he started coming back around before the season wrapped up. Luke Showery checking in from Australia. Salute to everybody in Australia. Australia's always in here heavy. Always in here heavy. Uh, so, uh, salute to Australia. Definitely appreciate all the love down there. Um, Raw Hebrew Remnant sends us a super chat from Strong Island, Hempstead, and Westbury. What's going on? Salute to everybody in Long Island. 516-631, stand up. O-Dog says, I had a good convo with Ian Begley over the phone at my job. Nice guy. We talked a bit about current Knicks topics and the restart of basketball. Yeah, Ian's, Ian's a great guy. And once we get closer to the draft and all, obviously, free agency, he's been on the show before for uh, free agency. And we're going to look to have Ian back on during that time to get some of his insights on things. Back to the phones. JJ from Brooklyn joins us. JJ, how you feeling, bro? Yo, CP, what up, bro? How you doing, man? Good, man. What's going on? Good, good. Chilling. Uh, I actually want to ask you, with the you know new front office and everything, yeah. what which route do you think they go, say, in the next, you know, two years? you think they stick to this, you know, slow and steady rebuild with the youth? Do you think they do the quick fix and start trading picks and young players, you know? Or do you think they sign, like, tier B and tier C type free agents? You know, what do you think? I, I think. And what it, do you want? What do you what do you hope they do? I, I, I want this thing slow and steady, man. I want this thing slow and steady. Yeah, if you, me too. if yeah. you can get this CP3 trade done on the cheap, again, like I said, I think he, he can help set us on the right course. I want Joe Harris. Yeah. I want Joe Harris in here. We need the shooting badly. We need the shooting badly. Right. One of these three guys need to be Knicks next year. It's either got to be Joe Harris, it's got to be uh, Bertans. And third, right, I, right. I third, I would put Danilo. And I would put Danilo third because the injury history, 
He's he's he obviously he's a lot yeah, better than now in the yeah, injury history. We need a shooting though. We need a shooting, but Harris Harris is yeah, the guy yeah. because he can play Especially both Especially too, because you know, say we get ball. Obviously, I would be glad to get ball, but say we have, yeah. you know, our main core right is going to be Ball, RJ, and Mitch. So as of right now in their careers, neither of those so guys are shooters. So like you're saying, it's crucial that, you know, we fill out our other two gotcha. spots in the starting lineup somehow, some way with two, you know, legit knockdown shooters gotcha. at those other two spots. Gotcha. You know? need, need some capable shooting at the three and the four. Need right. some capable shooting at the three and the four. It's imperative, especially if you're going to have RJ out yeah. there. And if you're not going to get... A uh, 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 point guard who's going to be good off ball. You need your three and your four have got to be some knockdown shooters, man. Got to be some knockdown shooters. Would, would you move? Uh, would you move RJ to the three? It's certainly possible. Depends on who you're bringing in at the two. It's cer- certainly possible. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's certainly possible. Um, but one thing that RJ has proven is that he yeah. can be a capable playmaker for you. You know, he can be a capable playmaker for you. The problem is, is that if he's not knocking down those shots, then he's going to be another guy that's going to need the ball in his hands to be effective. Exactly. Right. So it, it's it's going to get very tricky in terms of how you um, build his team, you know, because, again, you got it's got to be right. balanced. Like if Randall's still going to be here, the, the issue with Randall was that, you know, he, he, he came in shooting the three very well. And he took a complete dive. Took a complete dive. And and then Fisdale had him like the initiator of the offense. And so it, it was just chaotic. It, it was just chaotic. I need Randall to be the right. finisher and a so, capable three-point shooter. Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So would you, um, how, you know, what type of contracts? Because, you know, guys like Joe Harris and Bertans, these guys yeah. aren't going to come for, you know, one year and $12 million. Yeah. They're probably gonna want long term deals. Sure, so what sure. type of numbers? I I know, put the money up. Would you go for I put the guys? money up. Right now, I know for a fact Harris is making eight. I double it. I double it. Listen, yeah, it, it's yeah. probably gonna be cost cost you a grip. And I think Bertans would be in that same range. I think Bertans would be in that same range. Yeah. The, the, so how it, many years would you go? Three, four? You, you think? gotta go, yeah, three, you gotta go years? three with with a team option on the fourth. I right. think you know, I think yeah, you gotta yeah. go three with a team option on, on the fourth. But uh, I appreciate the call, JJ. You know, listen, those guys, I would pay for it. I would pay the premium. The Knicks have the money to do it. You're not getting any, you know, max guys. I would pay the premium for that. You already, you already, you paid Portis 15. You bringing him back for another 15? You might have to, depending on what your options are. Rohibi Remen says Harris, three for 48. You know, they're three, three for 48. So he's going 16. That's what I think the market would be for Joe Harris. Uh, I think I think he could be stolen from the Nets. Uh, Cedric Lucas in the chat. Salute Cedric. Would I pick any players' options up? I would pick up Bullock's option immediately uh, because it's cheap. It's $4 million. I would pick his up. Portis, I would have to wait and see what the stretch four market looks like. I, I would I would wait on Portis last. Ellington gone. <sighs> Peyton. He's got to come off the bench, man. He's got to come off the bench or transition to that role. But I would consider him last on the priority list, depending on how this goes. If you can't get CP3, I got to look at the point guard list in terms of capable vets out there. Peyton's got, you know, he's got 10 million to him. That's a lot of money. 
But if you can bring him off the bench, ah, uh, I don't know. I gotta think of. I gotta think on that one. That my two definites is this: Taj and Bullock. Now Taj is another guy making ten. Would he be willing to renegotiate that? Would he be willing to renegotiate that? I'm not sure. Taj and Bullock are the two that I definitely want. Taj and Bullock are the two that I definitely want back. For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Taj and Bullock. Uh, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on for you boys. We've reached 676. I should do a giveaway if we get to 700. I should do a giveaway if we get to 700. Or seven, I mean, we're almost at 700. If we, you know, if we get to 700, we'll do a giveaway. Why not? Last episode, I said 800. We'll do 700 for the giveaway this time. So let's see what happens. So to DJ Kid Chill sends a $10 super chat. DJ Kid Chill, definitely appreciate it. Um, Boxing Trev, $5 super chat, definitely appreciate it. Money Mark in the chat sends a super chat. He says, Atkinson is the right coach for us. Denny on top and in the draft. Hey, Denny continues to light it up. I think they had another game tonight. I don't recall the outcome or how he did, but like I said, since my last show, they had one more game. And he's still continuing to shoot the three at damn near 50% a clip. And again, he, he he's killing it on all three levels. Pushing the ball up, run, you know, initiating the break. Then he's having a solid, solid uh, restart campaign. Who else we got in here? Payback card in here. Salute to Payback. He says, if J-Kid becomes head coach, do you think Woody would be his assistant being that he played for him? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. I don't. I don't see that out of the realm of possibility, but not so sure. Um, Gary Ebron says, "I don't mind Tibbs. If not Melo, I like Kyra. Kyra is. Uh, I think Kyra's t- a talented kid. Um, draft NBA is a Draft Express. Mike Schmidt. They did. He. You know. He does his film breakdowns with the prospects. He just did one with Kyra, and and uh, I thought it was pretty good. So definitely check that out." Christopher Bedette sends a super chat. He says, assuming we trade for CP3, do you think we could also get SGA? No, 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 no. Without giving up RJ and Mitch, no, I don't. I don't think so. And Christian Cologne sends us a super chat. Um, Salute to Christian Cologne. Uh, Somebody said, Denny's game tonight was 15 points, 10 rebounds, and three dimes. A double-double for Denny. Looking good. He's looking good. You know, hate to be prisoner of the moment, but we just got to call it what it is. Kid's playing well. That kid is playing well. All right, we're at 688. Let's see who wants a giveaway. Let's see what happens. Hit that share button. Hit that share button. Text, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, however you want to share it. Hit that share button. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let's see if we get 700 people in here. Remember also um, to please fill out the form for our mailing list. Dave and TM should be putting the link in there for the mailing list. Very important that um, that we have your information on file. No, we do not share it with third parties. It's, it's specifically to help continue to grow the community, to grow the brand, and to reach out to our uh, community in the event we have, you know, upcoming events, upcoming content, or, you know, YouTube, YouTube is a great platform, but it may not be around forever, you know, so we want to make sure that we have a way to um, keep in contact with the community and let you guys know, keep you guys abreast of um, future events. Here here was something dope. I don't know if all you guys saw it, but uh, over the course of the week, 
CP and your man Jay Elsa Nigga Time Show. We're shooting a commercial Bleacher Report. Salute to Bleacher Report. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. My guy Smokestack, fan of the show, uh, hit me up last week. Let me know that they were filming this commercial profiling Knicks fans. So me and Jay Ellis went out to the cage, West 4th Street. Went out to the cage and uh, shot this commercial, man. It was a dope time. Uh, definitely appreciate the uh, consideration my Bleacher Report. So this should be coming out in a couple of weeks. So definitely look out for that, man. CPJ Ellis, Bleacher Report. The brand is strong out here. Let's go. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. All right. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to... um. Um, let's go to Kareem from Delaware. Kareem, how you feeling? New caller. What's going on? How you feeling, bro? I'm good, man. Hey, I, I want to, uh, talk about Tiz. I don't think Tiz is, is the right fit for us, you know? How so? I mean, yeah, I, I like him and all, but based on his history, I'm not feeling it for the Knicks. We need a, uh, a young coach. We need some new blood. And I, I think, uh, Kenny Atkinson and, Mike Miller would be the best fit. I, I'd rather have Atkinson as the head coach and have Mike as the assistant. I like you that. Know, and they both are compatible with uh, a lot of players, you know, so I, I think um, we should give them a shot instead and talk about, you know, the season because he inherited the team, you know, later on after Fizz. So and it, it took him a while for him to adjust and – I think at the end of the season, they you know they start getting their groove, and you know once they clear up the the the, the roster, you know, you know maybe we have a, a better shot with them. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I hear you. I, I hear you. I, I definitely don't disagree. You know, I'm I'm one who says you know I need the roster to to start getting the pieces that fit together before I can really determine which coach is really going to turn this around. But I agree with you in that. I would like to see a uh, a young coach that's going to last with this team, man. I need somebody that's going to last. I mean, the longest tenure coach Absolutely. in the last 10 years has been Mike D'Antoni. We haven't had a coach last four years <laughs> in so long, man. It's pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Pathetic, man. But appreciate the call, bro. Thank, thanks for calling in, man. Um, be sure to Thank call you, in man. next time, bro. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind an Atkinson Miller ticket. I wouldn't mind that at all. I would not mind that at all. And I have some film. Maybe tomorrow I'll do it because uh, we we have our surprise announcement is going to be coming up this week. Maybe tomorrow, but I do have some film breakdowns um, of of Miller, Tibbs, and Atkinson. You know, Atkinson. As much as everybody touts him for his offensive prowess as an offensive coach and developer. The Nets were were the sixth ranked defense in the league this year. You know, Atkinson did a very good job uh, coaching the Nets defense this year. And and it's improved over his four years. It has improved over his four years. They went from the 20s to 15 last year to six this year. So Atkinson has, has done well on defensive end. And I think I think part of that it was having DeAndre Jordan. Um, obviously, you know, having DeAndre Jordan as a solid veteran, but you know, I think, I think that went, uh, unnoticed in terms of Atkinson, you know, and that's, that's defense was pretty good. Now, nice 718 says in-game management is terrible. Yeah. I think that's been the overall knock 
from the net fan from who we who we have brought on is that the in-game uh, adjustments by Atkinson was not good. So, but I think that I, I think that can that can you can learn from that. I think you can learn from that. So, uh, you know, let, let's see how that goes. Speaking of Nets, the New Jersey Nets are fielding quite the roster for the NBA restart with former Knicks. You know, they, they've been walking wounded, man. Half their team was lost to coronavirus. No Dinwiddie. Uh, obviously, no Katie, no Kyrie, and so on. They picked up over the weekend. They picked up Michael Beasley. The walking bucket, mellow from the left side, is going to Disney World. Jamal Crawford, JC, 40 years old and all, is going to Disney World. And today, it was just announced that former Nick captain, the captain, Lance Thomas, is going to Disney World, ladies and gentlemen. Lance Thomas is going to Disney World, ladies and gentlemen. So the Nets are picking up all the former Knicks pieces as the replacement players. I said on Twitter today, I said, yo, if they sign Ron Baker, I'm rebranding this thing, the Nets fan TV, co-starring Pooch. Yeah, man, Nets are are trying to field the basketball team on the fly out there. So that's pretty funny. Um, Jay from Florida, what's going on, Jay? What's good, my brother CP? Hey, man, y'all hit hit that thumbs up button. Hit that thumbs hit up button for your, your boy, boys, man. man. How, many, how many thumbs up button? How many thumbs Run up we got up. right now, TM? Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Go ahead, bro. Hit that thumbs up, man. Hey, so you know I live in Tampa, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm starting to, I'm starting to drive down to the school at Knoxville training that to see if I could yell at them, <laughs> right? Get them right. You know, I'm pulling up on them, see if I can see him out there on the track or something, man. We got to start taking it into our own hands. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> with the Spurs wake thing, I'm thinking like we gotta get we gotta get rid of these Portises, man, and these Randles. That's why when you be saying Joe Harris, right? Yeah. And you be saying Bertans and all the people, that's Spurs people, bro. That's people that that's not selfish. They lunch pail. They come to play. Yeah. They ain't playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we got to get people like that on the team. Yeah. Did we even have a captain last year, CP? Who was the captain last year? It's a good question. I'm not even sure if they do- dished out captain roles last year. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I, didn't bro, I don't have remember. A captain last year. Yeah. The draft, bro. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna say, bro. Yeah. No Halliburton, bro. <laughs> Can't do the Halliburton. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who we gonna draft because you got Walt Parent. You know who's who's calling the shots? Is it Worldwide West? Is it Rose? You know what I'm saying? We trying to figure out who calling the shots. I think it's it's going to be you know a collaboration, saying? man. If Walt Parent calling the shots, we don't know who he's going to pick because if you look yeah. at the Jazz interviews on YouTube, he's random. He picks who he likes. It yeah. could be that kid Tyrell Terry from yeah. Stanford. That Jay, could Jay like, Scrub. Like Curry and them. Jay Scrub. It could be Okoro. It could be uh, Vassal. It could be Patrick Williams. We mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we're not in top three, if we get six, seven, eight, this dude could literally pick whoever he wants. Yeah. The last thing, the last thing, are we trading Mitch and the pick to move up and get Ball so we can look at Ball and RJ? Are we willing to trade Mitch for for no. LaMelo Ball? I don't see it. You, you right. want them running together, man. You want that. that pick and roll going together, man. You want that pick and roll going together. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know how we're going to get him if we don't land a top three pick. Oh, you're going to have to we swap, gotta give, you're gonna have to swap more RJ. picks. 
It depends. It all depends. It all depends. I, it's too early to really know what a trade is going to look like. You know what I'm saying? But ideally, you don't want to give right. up any either your, your your core pieces. You want to give up a future draft consideration. You right. know what I mean? That's that's Which ideally be what you so want to do. Keep Mitch and, and kind of see yes. how everything looks together. Yeah. What about why are we so as Knicks fans? Why are we so why are we so held to, to mock drafts? Why don't we why don't we looking at, at players like Tyrell Terry or or, or um, Kyra yeah. Lewis like? These well, are cats that could literally be on our team. We don't got to be held to a uh, Walt Perrin ain't held to no mock draft. He picking whoever he wants. That's fair, but you I mean, it, with, usually within like, the top ten, so usually within the top ten, players, my, my, random players like Tyrell Terry or yeah. Coro, um, Obi, uh, maybe even Danny because they got all this Spurs way going on. They might pick Danny and say we running our we running Danny from the point. That, that's I mean that's certainly possible. And appreciate the call, Jay. Listen, that's certainly possible within the top eight for sure. But I think you know. The way the mock drafts are, maybe in order, they're not right. But in terms of best player available, they're typically, you know, within range. They're typically within range. So I don't think I wouldn't see a a Tyrell Terry jumping up to top eight, especially the way these seasons have been cut short. But I I could be wrong. I, I, I could be wrong. You know what I mean? I could be wrong. Jay said he's going to go track down Knox, see if he's on the track or something. That's hilarious, man. That is absolutely hilarious. Um, So we have hit 700 in the chat. We're at 735 right now. So salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Make sure you guys are sharing these videos as well. Um, Let's see right here. This is the closest item I could grab right here. How's this for a giveaway? The all gray, the metallic joint. This is a fitted though, so I need people with the size seven and a half. The seven and a half is to come on down, but this is a nice one. This is brand new with the tags. No Flugazi, no uh, no Fulton Street knockoffs, no Chinatown knockoffs. This this is real deal Holyfield. Um, Dave, see if, if you can just make a quick sign up form different than the mailing list, a sign up form for this hat and just send me everything. Uh, we'll do it before we log off. We'll, we'll be on for about maybe you know fifteen minutes more. We'll do it before we we log off. Oh, this is a seven and a half fitted, all gray joint, metallic joint. So if you want it, we will uh we'll we'll give this away bef- before the before the night is over. Seven and a half joint. This was this one this one was right here, um close to me in the studio. I got a ton more stuff. In uh in in the in the studio here, but this one was was accessible, so we'll, we will uh we we will get that going. So David, when when you have that ready, just send me send the form in the chat, and then send me the uh the spreadsheet, and then we could start tracking. And then we could start tracking it. Um, let's see if if Sean is back. Sean back. Sean from North Carolina. You there? Yo, I'm Yo. here, man. What's, What's up, going brother? on, CP? How you doing? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Go ahead. Hello? Yo, 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 you good. Oh, okay, I could just barely hear you, but mm-hmm. yeah, man. Uh, so, first time caller. Love the show. Best thing in Nick's land out there right now. Appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, you know, just a couple of things, man, listening to all this, uh, all the Nick's talk. Dibs, uh, first of all, Dibs. Uh, yeah, Dibs. I think he's, isn't he from the Jeff Van Gundy tree? Yes. I think. Not, not mistaken, so. Yeah, but then in Minnesota, I guess the talk was he kind of lost a step and, you know, and all that. That's been the talk, like he lost touch, lost a step, whatever. And, you know, me being an older guy, 
uh, in the military, I work around a lot of younger people, um, like half my age. Mm -hmm. And now I really understand what the movie No Country for Old Men, I really understand <laughs> what that's all about now. <laughs> the title No Country for Old Men is like the world is changing, it's passing by. People don't respond to his type of leadership or people don't respond to his type of interaction anymore you know his world the way he interacted with it it worked for him but mm -hmm. it's a young man's game now and Diggs got to have a way to connect with these young guys and find a way to you know speak to them what motivates them what's important to them because these kids today they are different yes. telling you they're yes. different uh you know you just can't yell at them and have all of the leadership on your side a lot of times leadership tends to side with the younger person yes um so you know yeah i mean Hey, he's from the Jeff Van Gundy coaching tree, so that right there, it says a lot to me. Yes, he did do a lot with that Chicago team back in the days. Um, and yes, to Todd Gibson and those guys who can help with the locker room and help these players understand Dibs code, Dibs talk. Mm -hmm. um, and what else, man? Uh, LaMelo Ball, like, um, seems to me, you know, he says, you know, the camp says he focused on New York, right? But so what good does that do if they if they put it out there that they're focused on New York? I mean, it seems like for the past 20 years, that's all I hear, but it never turns into nothing. Yeah. So he could end up getting drafted by another team that, you know, he wants to be at, and then all that talk just meant nothing goes away. If yeah. he doesn't want to be there, then that team is already worried about, oh, you know, he, he already said he wanted to go to New York. Yeah. So now we've got to try to come up with the assets to, you know, whatever, try trade. to get New York to come up with the assets, trade him or, you know, offer him a big salary to keep him. Right. So to me, it's just a play. It's a game that his camp's trying to do mm -hmm. to make him have the best situation. I don't believe anything that anybody says anymore, man. I've been through this shit for 25, 30 years. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, bro. Uh, I, I hey, appreciate, you know what appreciate I'm saying? the call, so, man. Appreciate the call. I mean, listen, um... Yes, if if they say it, it is the Knicks that they want, then, it, again, it all depends on the lottery. We got to get to the lottery first, right? If they're hovering around top three, you have a, a, a better chance of getting a trade-off. If you need to trade, that's not going to cost you that much, right? Or, depending on the order of that top three, you have a chance of getting them straight up. You know what I mean? Like, let's say... Let's say the top three just just for ish and giggles is is Golden State, Minnesota, Knicks. You could have a situation where Golden State, you know, either takes Wiseman or they take Denny, maybe, or trade down and get Denny. You could have a situation where the Timberwolves, they already have D'Lo there. Would they take LaMelo? Probably not. You know, mock draft, some mock draft haven't taken Obi. I don't I'm not even sure so sure I see that. It all depends. It all depends. I think the two, the team that you're very much concerned about in terms of getting Lamelo is Detroit for sure because they absolutely need a point guard. Some people think that that uh, that the Cavs would still consider it and try to ship off either Sexton or Garland. I'm not so sure about that. I think the Cavs would go uh, at, at another position. It all depends. It, it all depends. So uh, let, let let's see. Let's see. Let's let's see what happens. Appreciate the call, Sean. Definitely appreciate it. And uh, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Nice NYC. Uh, M nice seven one eight to Chicago too. Um, you know, I I thought Kobe Kobe uh, White was running the one with Chicago. Is he more of a two? What do you What do you guys think? Or maybe they run with both of them. We never know. 
You never know. But I, I thought I thought Chicago's backcourt was consistent of Kobe and uh and Zach Levine. Maybe they move on from Zach Levine. We'll see. Or maybe, you know, maybe Chicago's an option. You know, let, let, let's see. Let's see what happens. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're going to create the form for Dave and then uh, we'll, we'll do the giveaway. How many we got in the chat? 740. We are at 740 right now. Danny Landis definitely appreciate it. Um, this was an interesting one. So this week was uh, Patrick Week on the network, on MSG Network. It, it was Patrick Ewan Week where we honored the captain. And rightfully so, the captain deserves to be honored, no doubt about it, uh, for all the contributions that he did for this team. But, you know, as we go farther away from his tenure here in New York, it, it's very interesting to me because I rem- I was I was young and old enough to remember when his his exit was was it was hard. It was very difficult, man, because he didn't have much left. The media was going at him. The media was calling for him uh, uh, to be benched and for the team to move on. The fans were getting at him. Fans were losing their patience with it. You know, it, it comes a time when the burden of trying to carry this franchise for 15 seasons wears on you. And so that's what happened in the 2000 season. The Knicks would trade Patrick Ewing, a trade that this franchise has never recovered from. Has never recovered from. Patrick Ewing wanted the trade. He was tired of being criticized. He didn't want to take a back seat to Houston and Spreewell, and he wanted a change of scenery. And so, you know, we've criticized the Knicks for, for years since it happened for trading them. Or, uh, Dave Checkets, the president at the time, uh, did an interview with Bondi and Daily News and basically said, listen, he did him a favor. You know, when, when your franchise player puts it all on the line for you for 15 years and comes to you and says, I'm done, what do you do? Right? You know, we always look at it from the fan point of view, like this was the dumbest thing ever. But from the Knicks point of view, the hands were kind of tied. Because Ewing wanted the ex- an extension. He had one year left on his deal when he was traded. He wanted a, a, an extra year extension. Knicks didn't want to give it to him. So he said, all right, trade me. So Knicks' hands were tied. You know, the franchise player basically says, I can't deal with this no more. Trade me. And so they, their hands were kind of tied. He chose Seattle. And they got what was the worst return in franchise history. It was a huge it was a huge trade in terms of numbers and teams. It's a four-team trade. But the principal pieces that the Knicks got back on that deal were uh Luke Longley, Luke Longley, Travis Knight, and and Glenn Rice. They got Glenn Rice from the Lakers, Travis Knight from the Lakers, they got Luke Longley from the Suns. Luke Longley, the former Bull Center, who had a bad ankle. That everybody knew had a bad ankle. And still ends up on the Knicks. They had $90 million sunk in those three players. Glenn Rice, Luke Longley, 
Travis Knight. Luke Longley only played half a season, if that, for the Knicks that year. His ankle was so bad he couldn't play anymore. Ends up retiring. The Knicks still had to pay him $6 million per season for three more seasons. And he was sitting at home in Australia doing nothing. Glenn Rice, they didn't need Glenn Rice. They got Glenn Rice paired with Houston and Sprewell. They crowded the the, the wing position. They never needed him. It was an atrocious, atrocious return. And the Knicks have never recovered from that day. They never recovered from that day that they traded the captain. Because from from those players, check its goals. You bring in Layden. He tries to pair off the right situation by bringing in Shannon Anderson. That was a disaster and a lot of money invested. They give Houston the $100 million deal. They turn Anderson in a package for for Marbury. That was another disaster. It just kept, you know, I don't want to upset everybody's week and turn everybody's week into depression. But this, this was the move that spiraled this franchise into chaos over the last 20 years. Over the last 20 years. So I say that to say, you know, Patrick Ewing was the greatest gift in this franchise's history, but it was the greatest curse. It was the greatest curse that this team has never, ever recovered from. It's difficult, man. How do you move on from your star player? That is the question that every franchise has to answer for. We've seen it in New York several times. We've seen it with Derek Jeter. We've seen it with Eli Manning, with Patrick Ewing, so on and so forth. It is the toughest thing to do to figure out when to call it quits with the player that gave so much to the city and gave so much to your organization for so many years. You know, it's funny because... When you watch the last dance on on the Chicago Bulls, the big theme of that whole series was Jerry Krause and Krause being a shrewd GM to the point where he was willing to destroy the whole Bulls dynasty, six championships and all, the greatest player in basketball history. Because he was ready to move on. Because he knew that you cannot hang on to nostalgia. You cannot hang on to those pieces. You have to continue to build and continue to try to rebuild and and build from the ground up. You know, a a Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause would have been the the right GM for the Knicks, right? Jerry Krause might have traded Patrick after 9-7 or earlier. You know. Uh, it, it's just, it's just crazy, man. The gift and the curse of Patrick Ewing, man. The greatest gift we ever had and the biggest curse we ever had. But what do you do as a, again, as a GM, what do you do when your star player comes to you and says, I want out and, and check it's even admitted that that deal was a terrible deal that they got back and check it was known for being a good, uh, executive, a good GM. That was a terrible deal You know A lot of people say Well they should have just kept him Let him run out the contract But He's trying to do him a favor He's trying to do him a favor And it would end up Hurting this franchise For years to come And not necessarily On on Chekets' doing But more so 
on his successors because Layden was terrible and Isaiah was terrible. So it's just tough, man. It's just tough. But uh, I'm glad that, um, you know, he's finally getting more recognition. I'm I'm glad that he's finally uh, getting getting the, the his just due. Obviously, we saw Oakley, you know, taking some shots at him, which was unnecessary. That he couldn't build a winner, he couldn't win. Man, listen, Patrick Ewing did all he could. What did you want from him? What did you want from him? The Knicks never put a second star with him that was equal to his talent to compete with Jordan. 92, they had, you know, we, we know all the times they had their chances against the Bulls. The X-Man was here. It was a great pairing. Should have kept them. We know that. Never knew, we never knew, we never got to see what a, a healthy Bernard and Patrick could have been. You know, and so on. But I'm glad he, he's getting uh, the respect that he deserves. Glad he's getting the respect that he deserves. Uh, so to everybody in the chat, we got 753 in the chat. Salute to you guys, man. Dave, let me know when the list is ready. Let's see. All right, so we got the list. All right, so the snapback list is going. All right, so we're going to close this. I'm going to take one more call, and then we will wrap, and then we'll we'll do the giveaway. So this the uh, not the snapback, the fitted. Seven and a half. We are giving away. Tonight for breaking 700. For breaking 700, tonight's giveaway will be this metallic silver joint. So that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll make 700 the mark. 700 will be the mark for giveaways on every show. 700 will be the mark for giveaways on every show. Uh, and to do that, just hey, hit that notification bell. Hit that subscribe button. Share these videos. And, and, uh, yeah, we, we definitely appreciate all the support. All right, let's go to, um, Darnell from Queens. Darnell, you're going to be the closer tonight. How you feeling, bro? I'm cool, man. How you doing? Good. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so the question, what you thought about, uh, something I thought about with Lombardo Ball. I know we always hear everyone say, oh, his camp is saying he wants to go to New York. Uh, his dad wants him to go to New York. Um, do you see him possibly doing something kind of like what his brother did? I know there was a lot of uh, people saying that his brother only interviewed with the the Lakers. You know, that he only did a workout with the Lakers because that's where he wanted to go. Do you think there's any chance that he just come out and say, "Yo, I, I don't want to go anywhere else but the Knicks. I only want to play for the Knicks. That's where I want to be." Do you think that people would yeah. still draft him because they don't care where he wants to play? Or do you think that would hold any weight in today's day and age, especially with the way the league is and wanting the players to be able to have more of a say yeah. where they go and what they do? I, I think it's possible, but you also have to remember what, what benefited Lonzo was that the Lakers were picking second. So, you know, it, it wasn't like he had that, you know, far to climb to get his wish. It all depends on where the Knicks are picking and who's picking ahead of him. You know, if it's Detroit, then, yeah, you're going to have to pony up. Right, if it's Detroit, you're gonna have to pony up because they might want him. But listen, you know Lavar's a big mouth already. If he makes enough noise, it, it it could happen. It could definitely happen if he makes enough noise. So uh, we'll see. We'll we'll keep our eyes 
on the, the Lamelo situation and and see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. All right, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna close the list. Dave, throw the link in for the list one more time. This is the list for the the hat giveaway. Seven and a half. I'm gonna start loading up some names. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Once again, let me get my uh, giveaway theme music in. Alright, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to load them up. And get it going. Salute to all the mods. Appreciate all the mods for tuning in. Alright, let's get it going. Anybody else? I see I see names trickling in. I see names trickling in. Alright. Names are trickling in. We got 40 entrants so far. We got 40 entrants so far. Shout out to Phil Wirch. Phil, how you feeling? Phil wants the hat. He wants in. Alright, this is it. We're loading, we're loading the names up, man. So you guys better get your entries in before it's too late. Okay. But we got some more coming in. We got some more coming in. All right. I'm going to do a 10-second countdown, and then the the the, uh, the list is going to be closed. All right. We're going to do 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. All right. List is closed. We got 47 entrants. Oh, man. I see two more coming in. All right. I'll, I'll get you guys in here. Three more coming in. All right, I got you guys in here. Because I appreciate, appreciate everybody for tuning in. It's getting late anyway. All right, closing. I'm closing the list. Closing the list. So, here we go. The winner of tonight's giveaway, the fitted hat, is going to be... Arnold... Farrar, Arnold Farrar, congratulations, you have won the Knicks fitted hat, all the all metallic gray joint, congratulations bro, congratulations to all the participants, hey, you could be a winner too, we're gonna do different winners each time we crack the 700 mark, and uh, congratulations to Arnold man, congratulations to Arnold, congratulations to all the participants like i said continue to fill out these forms because we need your information for the mailing list we want to be able to um get in contact with you guys should we you know we need to send a message out about content or future events and so on and so forth so please continue to support us here um real quick for the viewers here real quick for the viewers here let me just, um, I just want to kind of show people, not really show people the, um, the channel. Um, here it is here. Hang on one second. Give me one second. I want to just show people where the content is around the channel. Some, sometimes people don't see all of the, um, all of your content. So I just want to make sure people can see it. And know how to navigate the know how to navigate the channel, man. So if you go to let me just scroll down here. If you 
Come on the channel, KnicksFanTV.com. Obviously, number one show for the fans, by the fans. Um, you'll see the playlist. Everything is organized for the fans. So, the first playlist, you have the special guest appearances. Chuck D, Kenyon Martin, Raymond Felton, Charlie Ward. We had NBA skills trainer David Zenon. All of you people that want to talk draft, know more about the draft. If you haven't seen this episode, you have to watch this episode from front to back. This guy has extensive knowledge on all these prospects. Student of the game. Uh, uh, future. He has a future in the NBA. I want you guys to watch this show for sure. The Langston Galloway interview was great. Rasheed Wallace, Xavier McDaniel. Um, check out the interview with my guy, uh, Gerald um, Brown, the former ball boy for the Knicks. Great, great content. The Oakley interview. The Oakley interview was good. You also have all of our Knicks news playlists are here. Catch up on the latest and greatest. Um, and then the Leon Rose front office playlist. Everything you want to know about Leon Rose and his new acquisitions from World Wide West. Walt Perrin. Um, um, Alex Klein, the new scout. Everything that you want to know is in here. Brock Aller as well, the capologist. That is in the Leon Rose playlist. So when you come on the channel... Just know all of the content is organized uh, for the fans to check everything out. Draft scouting reports are here as well. So everything is organized according to your topic of interest. So just get in, dig in, and uh, leave a comment, man. I, I, the comments have been coming in crazy. I'm trying to get to all of them. It's, it's very difficult to do so, but I do see the comments. So please continue to leave a comment. And um, I appreciate it, man. Great show, everybody. All the mods, appreciate it. Mike Jones, appreciate it. Vegan X, definitely appreciate it. Uh, TM, always appreciate it. Who else we got in the chats here? Let me salute some more people before I go. Pete Cruz, appreciate it. Arna Farah, congratulations again, man. Andrew H. said, Oak had a chip on his shoulder when he was talking to us. Yeah, it's all, all love, man. Nothing, nothing personal with Oak. Uh, definitely a good dude. Could call him right now, and, and he'll chop it up with, us, with you. So, he's good. Will Rose, appreciate it. No Dice 414, thanks a lot. Lorenzo, definitely appreciate it. You look like Team Hashtag News, so definitely appreciate it. And Arnold, thanks for the super chat, man. I, I uh, definitely appreciate it, man. You guys have a good week. We'll catch up midweek, man. CP from Knicks Fan TV signing out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.